Hi everyone, welcome to Functional Spirituality. I'm your host, Ava, and today I want to share with you one of my favorite exercises, something that I do every day, every night before bed actually, and something that I have been doing for many, many years. I love the way that it makes me feel, I love the effects that it brings in the daily life, and I also love how simple it is, how intuitive it is. So I'm going to explain to you today how to do a happenings diary. <clears throat> so what you need is a pen and paper, basically, and I would leave that by your bed. It can be a journal, it can be your diary, like your planner that you organize your day with. It can be scrap paper as well. And before you get into the habit of this, you might actually just keep it beside your bed or on your pillow so you don't forget to do it. And it is best performed on a daily basis. That is when you can start to feel the effects and see the implications in your daily life. So how to do a happenings diary. What you need to do is at the end of each day, Sit down, it won't take more than five minutes, so less than five minutes. You can do it in bed or sitting on your bed. Take a few minutes to remember things from the day and you can give yourself the minimum of three things that you're gonna be looking for. But when you get started, um, the day kind of just pours out and you see that there were many, many, many more than three. And the things that you're trying to remember from the day are any happenings that you felt were synchronistic or fortunate or amazing. So signs from the day that you are your goals, that you are already abundant, that you are healthy, that you're taken care of, that you're loved, that you're connected. So you might sit down with your happenings journal and say, well, I had a shit day and I don't really... I, I'm sure there's nothing to remember. I won't even bother. Give yourself the task of thinking of going through the day. So run through it. Imagine yourself moving through the day that you've just had and pick out three things. They can be really small things like someone said hello to you in the elevator. Someone picked up something that you dropped on the pavement. I'm just saying random things here, but even if right now you think about the day behind you or yesterday, you should already be able to pick out a few things that showed that life really does have your back, that life is really fortunate. And you're going to write those three things down. What you can do for sure is write down, just do a big dump and write down all the things because trust me, there were many, many, many signs and signifiers all day that showed you that you are in an amazing position, that you have amazing opportunities, amazing connections. And this is so important. Most of you would be familiar with how our psychology is programmed towards a negativity bias. So we're prone, and different people, different personalities are prone to different degrees of that risk or negativity bias. That And it's an evo evolutionary advantage or development inside our psychology 
that allows us to see and sense and evaluate risks and negative potential negative outcomes in our lives. So it's really, really beneficial to have that negativity understanding or that sensitivity. However, when it becomes a bias, and for most of us it is a bias, we look through our lives through the lens of what could go wrong, what is fearful, what's scary, what might not work out. And that's an advantage because it allows us to then compensate for those things to rationalize the process to make sure that we really are sure before we take steps forward. However, it does have a negative effect on our capacity to move forward. And in our lives, there's a huge push for us to always be moving forward. And we're not going to be able to get rid of that entirely, and nor would we want to get rid of our drive to move forward and to evolve and to achieve and to fulfill our purpose and our passions. We don't want to remove that entirely, but we do want to remove remove contradictions that we might have inside of ourselves towards moving forward, like a negativity bias. So this is how we do our happenings diary, writing down at least three things that happened during the day that were evidence that you're abundant and taken care of. So how does this actually work? Um, I've already just touched on it a little bit about how it combats the negativity bias, but I want to offer you three advantages of doing this kind of practice. So the first one is the happenings diary, this practice, this little ritual, tiny little ritual that you're going to give to yourself, you're going to lock in and make a part of your routine. It's a space to become present and to unravel, to relax a little bit, and to connect to yourself at the end of the day. And there's so much to be said for that. So taking that little moment, building into your routine, into your daily life, a short practice, some few moments just before sleep, where you are present and connected and feeling really the way that we want to feel. So Feeling present and connected is really the goal and the end point of so many, if not all, of our other goals. All of our material goals are usually aimed at a feeling goal at the end or at an experience, a way of being at the end. So actually introducing and implementing little periods in our life where we're feeling the way that we actually want to feel at the end of all of our struggles and our striving is really important and really beautiful. The second benefit that this practice has is, once again, it's a way of connecting to our subconscious mind and to reprogram it to tune in to opportunities and positive circumstances. So a side note here that people who really achieve great things in their lives, no matter who they are, no matter what race they are, no matter what age they are, no matter what sex they are, people that have achieved greatness are ones that see the opportunities and act. So when we don't see an opportunity, we won't act on it because there's nothing there perceived. 
But if we can find opportunities and we can see the other side and our perspective is wider, it allows us to take actions and to move forward. So being able to tune and reprogram our mind into connecting to positive circumstances and opportunity mindsets is one of the most powerful things that we can do for our daily life and for fulfilling our purpose and for feeling accomplished in this world that is seems to be demanding so much of us. So it's a simple foundational tweak that we need to make. Tuning into positive circumstances and recognizing opportunities and training training an opportunity mindset. And how this works, this training of the subconscious mind works in the happenings diary is through the handwriting as well as the conscious tuning into the positive things that happened in the day. Handwriting is a really unique method of reprogramming the subconscious mind. So handwriting is a kind of ritual. I'm talking about cursive writing, the way that you would write your signature. Handwriting is both a conscious and a subconscious process. So consciously, we're aware of the words. It's the handwriting is relaying the thoughts and the words in the conscious mind, that language component, which is the conscious mind. But handwriting is also a subconscious process the way you form the letters and the angle of your pen on the paper and the way you write is not a conscious process. You don't consciously consider how the loops are and how the shapes of and the curves are. All of those processes are relegated to the subconscious. It's your body that's moving. So handwriting is this really unique liminal kind of method where it's a bridge between the conscious and the subconscious mind. And handwriting is a way of getting information out of the subconscious mind, as well as a method for putting messages into the subconscious mind. In psychology, there's something called free association. It's a technique for looking into the thoughts and the beliefs and basically, you just put pen to paper and you write. So you write all the words, including words like, I don't know what I'm writing, this is boring, or whatever. And you just keep writing all the words out. And it's a way of connecting to what is in the unconscious. And later on, you can look at the words and potentially see messages in them, as has been the experience for me. It's been a very interesting um, psychological tool, free association, but also handwriting as a way of putting things in. So when we speak about affirmations, I also recommend handwriting affirmations. It's a way of reprogramming our subconscious. So when we're sitting at the end of our day with our happenings diary and we're handwriting, it's a way of connecting our subconscious mind into this process as well. But most importantly is as you recall these positive parts of the day, they're really close to us. They're not just imaginations and visualizations. They're experiences that we actually had during the day. 
And when we recall them, we're reliving them in our body. And it's not a trick. Our body does remember. It's increasing our cellular memory of what it's like to feel supported, connected, abundant, fortunate. And the more that we experience those realities and experience those states of the body being, the body gets familiar with, it gets readily, it gets programmed and it gets more readily available to those experiences in the future. It's one of those things that the more you notice, the more it happens. Which brings us to the third benefit. One of the reasons I love doing a happenings diary is because it connects me to synchronicities and experience increases my experience of synchronicities. So most of you would have heard about synchronicities before, especially those of you who may have looked into things like the holographic universe and other scientific teachings about the quantum field and how time works. So the word synchronicity comes from two root words, chronos, which means time, and coincidence. So synchronicities are moments and experiences in our daily life that defy probable statistics. So those really um, unique experiences, you're thinking about someone and you haven't spoken them to them for years and they call you right away, or something that you were hoping to achieve has already arrived and is in your mailbox, or something that you wanted to shift in your daily life, someone offers it to you that same day. So synchronicities are these exciting moments where we're sharply aware of what's happening in the present moment. They're small moments of awakening. That's why I appreciate them so much, that they are these moments where that time, the way that time normally flows and the way that cause and effect normally flows is perceived to be disrupted for a moment, for an instant. And there's this period of self-reflection and a period of gratitude and there's a rush of energy inward as we become present and evaluate this kind of gift or this synchronicity or this special lining up of circumstances. And we become present, we come out of our head it's a slight altered state of consciousness where we become aware of the reality. And synchronicities open us up to a reality beyond simply the physical or the linear. It opens us up, up beyond just our conditioning. It opens up our mind and it brings an awareness of the causal body. So this potentiality that we have. It connects us to our universal nature, this part of us that this part of us that's not personal, that is beyond time and space. So we start to expand ourselves, and something about it feels more real. Something about just living in the thoughts, just living in the timeline, just living in the schedule and the to-do, as practical and grounded as that is. It's narrow and it doesn't feel as real or true as our deeper, more expansive timeless self. So I very much have recommended many times before to people to keep a synchronicity journal. 
because the more you notice them, the more they repeat. So synchronicity journal would be to have a little dedicated journal where you're just documenting all the synchronicities that happen to you on a daily basis. And it's again, it's one of those things where it's more about noticing that it's already here. And this is really, in so many ways, the clincher of the spiritual path on a whole is that love and peace and existence and enlightenment and pure being is already here. Actually, there's nothing greater for us to achieve. There's not an an enlightenment outside of us or a huge energetic experience where the crown of our head blows up and snakes shoot up our spine. It's those are other experiences. But the thing that we're really looking for is the present moment and our own existence and presence and being that's right here. But so much of our daily life is covered up with the noise. So much of the beautiful, synchronistic, fortunate, abundant things, parts of our life are covered up with the noise of the conscious mind and the thinking. So in this way, these practices connect us to something that is more essential and they alter our normal daily lived experience, our conditioned experience. And as soon as there's an altering in any way through practices like the happenings diary or even like meditation, when there's a little bit of an altering, we stop doing the normal. Something opens up and a gap opens up for us to realize our true nature a little bit deeper each time. So with the Happenings Diary, I'm sure you guys might have some questions. I encourage you to get in touch and ask your questions because there's a it's a practical technique and you'll need to clarify some things about how it works. So definitely search the Functional Spirituality group on Facebook where we can connect and you can ask your questions and it's a good support for everyone else in the community to hear how you're going with it. But the Happenings Diary is not, at the end of the day when you're writing it, one question I do want to answer is that it's not about manifesting. So you're not writing out your um, affirmations and trying to achieve some physical goal. So it's not really a manifestation diary, but it's about tuning into an experience in your body and in your life that fits in with your goals and your highest aspirations. For example, if what feels really, really good to you is feeling loved and connected with your community, your friends, maybe your partner or your family, if that's one of your highest aspirations to feel that deep love and connection, then doing a happenings diary and recognizing those parts of the day where they already have been happening and tuning into them. So it's not just the words on the paper, you're tuning into the experience that's being relived through the body. You're tuning into the experience, into the result that you want to get. You're experiencing the result. It doesn't get much better than experiencing the result that you want. If it's not about external validation, it's about actually living the feelings and the life and the experiences that we want. And this is one of the most powerful ways to realize that most of them are already here. So thanks for listening. I very much hope you'll give this one a try. 
um, and definitely ask any questions about it if you need help. Um, we've just opened up an Instagram account for functional spirituality yesterday. So if you're on social media, you can keep in touch with us. And that's the best way to ask questions and get support. And definitely get in touch with us through the group on Facebook. Search functional spirituality on Facebook because I will be holding a free five-day course on meditation in June and hopefully once again by the end of the year. And this is free. It's online. Anyone can attend, whether you're teaching meditation already, whether you're a practitioner or you're just getting started. My favorite thing is to go over the foundations. So not, you know, on a scale from one to 10, not how to get from level seven to level 10. I'm most interested about how to get from level zero to level one. How do we really establish foundations for a sustainable, deep practice? It's just ongoing that I see people who practice so much, who are so dedicated, so motivated. They really put in this work to incorporate meditation and spirituality into their daily life. But I can see how confused they are. The questions that they're asking, the way that they speak about the practice it's the practice isn't clarifying things for them. The practice should in itself be continuously providing you with answers for yourself, from yourself. And I'm not talking about answers of more systems and thoughts and words, but answers of feeling stable and connected and feeling rooted and grounded in your infinite self in the part of ourselves that doesn't change. And to me, that's actually the foundations. It's not level 10. It's level 10, but it's also level one. So I hope very much that you can participate in the workshop or in this five-day course with me. I think it's so important for anyone who's practicing or not to understand these foundational principles and it's really my pleasure to be able to bring this after so many years of seeking, so many years of trying so many different things and being able eventually to really feel in my inner space. I've never been someone who's really sensitive or sensitive to energies, but there definitely came a time when it was very clear when something worked really well and when something didn't. So with that kind of inner wisdom that's developed from my side, that's what I'll be sharing with you in the free workshop about how to develop a really, really delicious meditation practice. Again, thanks so much for listening today, and I really hope to connect with you in a more intimate way soon. <music>